say, I am the good shepherd, Jesus is trying to show what the desirable human quality, human life quality is all about. Being a good shepherd is how we ought to live. We ought to be a good shepherd to each other. It is a new identity. Uh, often people think that, oh, I am the sheep and Jesus is the shepherd. That kind of uh, a model of understanding we have. I am the sheep and Jesus is the shepherd. That is true. It is quite convenient to uh, believe that model of understanding because I don't need to be a shepherd. I just become a sheep follower. But new identity that Jesus gave to us is not, you are not just sheep. You are a shepherd. Whatever Jesus did and whatever Jesus was is who I am and who I do, what I do. If Jesus was shepherd, then I'm the shepherd. If Jesus was resurrected from the dead, then I'll resurrect from the dead. Paul said Jesus is the first fruit of resurrection, and not only the resurrection happened to Jesus, but this same thing will happen to you. So we cannot separate ourselves from Jesus. The identity, whatever Jesus, Jesus showed what humanity is all about when he came uh, to us. He did all these things as a human being, not as God. He did everything as a human being and showed what human life is supposed to be. And then being a, by saying that I'm the good shepherd, Jesus is showing us what is the most desirable quality, human quality uh, should be. And then we believe that being a good shepherd to each other is the most desirable human quality. In our life journey, we meet many good shepherds who have guided us and showed us the way. Trying to be a good shepherd is what we shall all should strive for. Of course, we cannot be good shepherds just, just because we want to. Uh, deep inside, we take this attitude of uh, hired hands. Oh, I don't care about others. Uh, we, we are not really good shepherds to each other. We, 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 look, we, we see ourselves as hired heads about our lives. We don't have ownership uh, of our spiritual life. But even though it is difficult to be a good shepherd to each other, we should always keep that noble ideal within us. Always think about, I, I gotta be a good shepherd. It has to be in our mind all the time. Just because it looks like it is too high and too difficult, let us not give up that idea. Because that is what Jesus showed us. I know we are far from being a good shepherd. And it is really, really hard to be a good shepherd. But let us always keep in mind that Jesus is calling us to be a good shepherd. As we look back, as I look back, my life, there are many good shepherds who have guided me and us in our lives. My parents, especially my mom, was a very, very good shepherd uh, to me. 
good friends uh, that I had. They were good shepherds to me. When I was lost, they showed uh, me the way. Even strangers sometimes were good shepherds to us. And how much help we received from them. And we are thankful uh, for them. Because they have been good shepherds to us. In the same way, I think we need to learn to be good shepherds to those who are in need in our journey. We'll meet people who are in need. They need good shepherds. And they need some guidance. They need somebody to show the way. I think if we can be good shepherds to them, how wonderful that must be. So, Jesus in today's passage gives us, I'm a good shepherd, and then shows us concrete things about being a good shepherd. What, are what is involved in being a good shepherd? And Jesus teaches us uh, practically and concretely what it, how you become good shepherds to each other. When I read the story several times, three words come to my mind. And these are the three words. You don't have it. It should be right on the screen, on the desktop. Oh wait. elements of being a good shepherd. Like a pillars that support the ideal of being a good shepherd. To be a good shepherd, these three things uh, have to be there. Everything stems from the heart of care. Care is a beautiful word. And then as you look at uh, this society, you hear about care a lot. Pastoral care, uh, terminal care, and all kinds of care programs around. This society is almost like based upon care. And we are very familiar with the idea of caring for others. Sometimes in North America when people are angry, sometimes they say, I don't care. Say, I don't care. I don't care. That's a cruel word. Cruel word. If you don't care, some people will die. Elderly people need to be cared. Sick people need to be cared. And lonely people need to be cared. People who are hurt need to be cared. How beautiful the caring hands are. Look at this picture of uh, uh, that some young hand 
cares for the holes the old elderly persons had. The strong care for the weak. The rich care for the weak, uh, poor. Caring is what life is all about. Thousands of people died in Nepal. Uh, and if you don't care, then they will just perish. Fortunately, the whole world is awakened by this tragedy, so they send some aids. They care. That's what humanity is all about. When somebody falls, we care. Somebody's sick, we care. That's what basic human quality is. We need to learn to deeply care for people around us. Caring heart has to be cultivated. Caring comes when you put yourself in that person's shoes. But how hard it is to put myself in another person's shoes. We don't want to do that. We're too lazy to do that, to do that sometimes. And we are so obsessed with our own self and our own agenda, our own problems that we don't really, we cannot really enter into that person's shoes. So we don't feel for what that person's may feel. We, we don't have this empathy. This world becomes more and more like that. We become so indifferent and we cannot feel for the pain of other people. Often people who are deeply care, they say this uh, phrase, I feel understood. I feel understood. When somebody understands or somebody really cares for my sickness, I feel understood. Oh, this person understands my pain. This, uh, this person understands the fear that I'm going through. This person understands the, the agony that I'm going through or hurt and pain that I'm going through. This person understands me. So from care, understanding happens. So that's a second pillar. Intimate knowledge. Intimate understanding. When you care for other people, you start developing intimate knowledge or understanding about that person. The person who doesn't care, they, 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 they have no ability to understand. But when you start caring for people, you start having understanding about them. So you become a bigger person. You have a deeper understanding. That's why people who are cared, they say, I feel understood. If caring becomes a part of my life, we automatically think about how they may feel and what they may experience. As soon as you hear, oh, they understand what you're going through. You know, sometimes uh, uh, I go to uh, other churches, uh, some Canadian churches, and very elderly people are there. I preach and I give some stories and all that. After sermon, they come and they hold my hands. 
And then I feel that they understood that story because they've been living, caring for others. They knew exactly what I was talking about. There's a depth of understanding in caring. In caring, therefore, listening is more important than speaking. Most of us don't listen. We don't have empathetic listening. Since they don't listen, they don't understand what others are going through. Kaylin Dahl said in her book, Practicing the Sacred Art of Listening, she said, listening is not a passive activity. It is not about being quiet or even hearing the words. It is an action and it takes energy to listen. How difficult it is to listen. You don't listen with your ears. You listen with your heart. Listening happens, not here. Listening happens right here. So, you know, Chinese people are very smart when they come up with their uh, language. When you uh, see the, the Chinese uh, character of listening, this is how the word is made up. The left part is ear. The right top part is eyes. But underneath that looks this, that is heart. So it's not just about ears or eyes. There has to be heart at the bottom, the foundation. Then true listening happens. How smart they are. How smart they are. It comes from their wisdom, the thousands of years of wisdom. The listening does not happen at the ear. Listening happens at the heart level. When we listen to people, we understand people and people's heart, and then our hearts become connected. And then, only then, people feel listened and understood. Jesus had deep understanding about us about people because he had heart to listen to people. As soon as Jesus listens to people, he figured out everything about that person. Incredible insight about people. Finally, the ultimate sign of being a good shepherd everything together. Your care, your deep intimate knowledge, but that all those things have to be turned into sacrifice. Without sacrifice, being a good shepherd is impossible. It is the most beautiful thing that a person can do for another person. That is sacrifice. That's the most beautiful thing. And Jesus' cross is a symbol of sacrifice. And Jesus did the most beautiful thing 
that any person can do for another person. If somebody asks you a direction on the road, then what do you do? You have to sacrifice what you want to do. Stop the way. And then you help that person. You sacrifice. So naturally we do it. Sacrifice is part of being a good shepherd. A person who is completely obsessed with one's own needs can be hardly a good shepherd. Only when we are able to let go of our own needs for the sake of others' needs, then sacrifice possible. That is what sacrifice is. Sacrifices, sacrifices, you take your needs aside and you put the other person's needs in front of that. That's what sacrifice is. I just came back from the Gabino uh, trip. Uh, it wasn't San Diego, it was Santiago. <laughs> we, went, uh, and, uh, we went to Santiago and also Finisterra. Uh, this Finisterra is the uh, meaning end of the world. Uh, and then in Paul's time, Spain was the end of the world. Uh, so he wanted to go to Spain and then preach the gospel and we went to the end of the world, uh, uh, Finisterra. Thirteen of us went. Every day we walked more than 20 kilometers. And one day we walked more than 35 kilometers, about 37 kilometers, I think. Uh, 40,000 steps. More than 40-some thousand steps. Everybody was so helpful and cooperative. Otherwise, this trip would have been a disaster. Third, you know, living with uh, you know people, thirteen people together, moving around, and young and old. Uh, I got so stressed in the middle, but uh, you know, taking them all is just uh, it wasn't uh, easy. But everybody really pitched in. Everybody put others' needs first before their needs. On the day we did the longest walk, 35 some kilometers, I said, uh, I will pray for a person. Just before I came to this trip, uh, I had a, uh, I heard of somebody's sickness, so I said, I'm going to pray for this person today, this day. So. That whole day I prayed for that person. Uh, and unfortunately, on that morning I got blisters. All of my feet, both right and left. And then every time I stepped on it, it just gave me electric shock, just pain. And then I got that pain 40,000 times. <laughs> Because it was 40,000 steps. And I realized that even simple prayer without sacrifice, it is impossible. 
even simple prayer. When you do not embrace other people's sickness, suffering, pain, agony, and hardship upon yourself, you cannot help the other person. That is what sacrifice is. And the next day, this uh, fellow in Kazan, very, very funny fellow, Bejib uh, Sarin, he came to my room, big guy, and then he brought his bandage, special bandage with cushion, and expensive bandage, and then he took off my uh, the socks, and then he like, looked at it, and then put here and there, and then he uh, kind of fixed me, and the next day I was fine. I mean, when I think about uh, Camino trip now, I only think about his teeth. White teeth. Always smiling. This is how he looked like. <laughs> Same look from the first day to the last day. Always smiling. Always smiling. I mean, we are so, everybody's so tired, right? At the end of the walk, and then we come home and we don't want to talk. And I was just like, he just goes around and talks and all the time. And then, and being just happy uh, to lift up, to cheer up. Nice. That's what sacrifice uh, is. And we had acupuncturist, and he came along with us, and two people got sick. As soon as we got there, one person got sick, and then he was crying, and then they saved me. He was even saying that saved me because he was hurting so much. And then uh, this person did a chin uh, acupuncture. So he was okay. And we had a photographer also uh, among us. Everybody pitched and everybody put others' knees first before their knees. Without that, community is not possible. Without that, church is not possible. Without that, humanity will collapse. Being a good shepherd to each other is what Jesus taught us to build humanity. Otherwise, you will destroy the humanity. And these are the pillars of what the most desirable human quality should be about. Caring, intimate, deep understanding of each other and sacrificing. I hope that we can all be good shepherds to each other. That's what good life is all about. Good life is not going on vacation and drinking and all. That's not what good life is. Good life is when you are good shepherds to each other. Let us sing together. There is no one, there is none like you. I, I was supposed to lead by myself, but I can't do it. I need help from priest team. <laughs>